0: Are you ready, kids? Are you ready, kids? Hi, Captain. No. You're not ready, kids.
1: My God, eat my ass. There you go.
0: (laughs) If you don't have to look now, we just have to remember to do it.
1: Okay, don't have to do it right now.
0: (laughs) No, just don't forget to do it. Uh, I'm gonna. And don't give me shit when I tell you you need to. (laughs) When have I ever given you shit for telling me what to do? Always. (laughs) You said don't tell me what to do. What do I want to do?
1: We did it. You did it. You did it. I substantiated
0: your claims. You sourced my material. Sure freaking did. I'll source it right up.
1: Hello, all. We're the Hybrids, two friends who spoke a joke about books. We're long distance at the moment. I'm Indy. I'm the one in Alaska.
0: And I'm Annie, and I currently live in Oregon. This podcast is our way of feeding two birds with one scone. We both love to read, and we like to talk to each other for multiple hours, usually once a week. So join us on our journey through the Hybrary while we check out new books every week and talk too much. This week... We read another crime novel, and it was Bluebird, Bluebird by Attica Locke.
1: Anyway, so it's by this wonderful young lady named Attica Locke. She was born in Texas, same She currently lives in Los Angeles with her husband and daughter. Um, she is an African-American woman and published author, an inspiration to everyone. Um, and she is named after the Attica Prison Massacre. Hey, do you know anything about that? Doesn't matter. I'm going to do a history lesson. (laughs) All right. Okay, so picture this. September 1971, Attica, New York.
0: That name sounds familiar.
1: Betty White. Betty White died. Mm -hmm. And I'm so bummed out about it. She was my favorite golden girl. Me too. I literally... I'm inspired by Golden Girls. Every, like, that's literally a Golden Girls joke. Picture this Sicily,
0: 1974. RIP,
1: <laughs> anyway. Betty. Uh, an icon. <laughs> anyway, uh, Maximum, Maximum, Maximum Security Prison. Uh. <clears throat> Why am I Hank Hill?
0: <laughs> You're always Hank Hill. <laughs>
1: Um, okay. Attica, New York, maximum security prison, infamous for terrible conditions for the prisoners, particularly men of color. Um, men served time. They're noticed. Wow. Men that served time. They're noticed that black prisoners were treated exceptionally harshly. Guards would literally just beat the shit out of people for fun. They would withhold food. They would withhold toilet paper. Not a fun time. The worst. Um, and then on September 9th, uh, there was a 1,000 prisoner... 1,000 prisoner, prisoner... What the fuck is wrong with my mouth? I can't.
0: 1,000 prisoner revolt.
1: <laughs> they seized 39 guards as hostages. Uh, the standoff lasted for five days and ended awfully, honestly. Um, so some of the prisoners had put guards in prisoner uniforms in an effort to make the police slow down and be careful about who they were about to be shooting you know so that they wouldn't just mindlessly shoot all the prisoners um it didn't work 500 law enforcement officers literally started an assault and just ended up killing 29 people and 10 hostages they injured 89 do- in- bleh, injured 89 people they literally just shot into a crowd of people for like several minutes not caring who they were aiming at
0: oh my god
1: and they literally have surveillance footage of this riot. And like they couldn't even see any of the people. So, because of all the tear gas they had already thrown, and it was nine whole minutes that <gasps> they were just shooting into a crowd of people. Oh my God. They found the leader of the rebellion and they just flat out murdered him. Um, <gasps> they made the rest of the prisoners involved in the revolt uh, crawl through the latrines. Um, and it was considered the worst riot. Up. worst prison riot in history and all they wanted really all their demands were was just to be treated like humans so it's a big deal
0: god damn that is that's a lot like that's a like a name that i've heard before like obviously and i'm sure i was supposed to learn about it at some point in my in my school years but i probably my school
1: did. never read to kill a mockingbird you know
0: so yeah. we did But anyway, yikes, that's a lot. Um, That sounds like a very horrific crime. Kind of like this book is a crime (laughs) novel. (laughs) Organized, uh, or it's categorized as a crime in the same Crime Reads article uh, titled the The 10 best crime novels of the last decade. And the long drop was on that article. So I guess we'll see how we feel about this book because- Uh, yeah. Y'all remember how we felt about the long drop. (laughs) So anyway, um, yeah, so we will see how that goes. Um, again, there's not like an author on that one, so I can't really, uh, shade anyone specifically. So I'm just going to blame everything on, um, that Watts guy from the, the long drop.
1: That guy, worst guy ever.
0: Yeah. All right. So bluebird, bluebird, you want to tell us about the book?
1: so texas east texas plays by its own rules a fact that darren matthews a black texas ranger knows all too well deeply ambivalent about growing up black in the lone star state he was the first in his family to leave texas as soon as he could but then he duty called him home In the middle of a personal crisis that has put both his job and his marriage in jeopardy, Darren takes to Highway 59 on the trail of two seemingly unrelated murders, a Black lawyer from Chicago and a local white woman that have stirred up a hornet's nest of resentment in the small town of Lark. Darren must solve their murders before the town's long-simmering racial tensions erupt. An exhilarating thriller, Fused with unique music, color, and nuance, of East Texas, Bluebird, Bluebird is a powerful novel about the collision of race and justice in America. And uh, it has a sequel, Heaven, My Home. We suck at picking standalone no-
0: novels. We sure do. I literally bought the
1: sequel like last week.
0: <laughs> okay. Don't get ahead of yourself. Kate, um, Let the people know how you feel. Okay, well, we're gonna get into this book in a couple minutes, but at first we're gonna do our smoke break like we usually do. And today, out of my pen, as always, I am smoking Jack Unicorn, and it is a sativa. And I don't know shit about shit, so who knows? Just makes me high, that's all I know. Sarah's very thirsty. Okay thirsty bitch um what are you smoking today after you take a big old gulp of water
1: <clears throat> it's in my new mug it's i got it from dad and damaris so
0: cute um it's
1: like a it's like a shakespeare insult mug mug, <laughs> mug. mug. it just has a bunch of insults mountain of mad flesh light of brain uh bolting hunch of beastliness um um hmm. n- Long tongued babbling gossip, thou art a boil, a plague, a sore. (laughs) Um, Roast meat for worms. Why would you roast them? Foot liquor. (laughs) You foot (laughs) liquor. A fusty nut with no kernel. Funny. Anyway, (laughs) sorry. Anyway, I'm smoking something called Miracle Alien Cookies, Miracle Cookies, or Mac, in a flower, in a bong, I guess. Bing bong. How do I usually say that? That sounded so weird. I don't
0: know. know. Usually, you don't tell what you're smoking out of. I just always do because I'm a douchebag and I vape. So that's. You just always say what you're smoking. Actually, I'm when you do dabs, back. you say that you do dabs.
1: Um,
0: Would you call them dabs or sm- do's?
1: Dabs redos is my favorite word ever. Um, I'm just smoking flour, I guess. I'll just put it that way. Okay. <laughs> I'm supposed plan. to get uh, super
0: happy. You need that.
1: It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, help, it's supposed to help uh, relieve symptoms associated with stress and depression, which is me stress, depression, stress, stress, bless you.
0: Dude, this one's harsh. Okay. Anyway, like I've only done three and I think I'm done like for the night, like I'm capped. Anyway, I need to catch
1: up. I'm only on my second
0: poll. Okay. So we're going to take a smoke break and we'll be right back. Speaking of pens, guess what I found on the floorboard of my truck?
1: My pen. I knew I lost it. I thought I left it on the Airbnb. I let you borrow. Yes. The one that I thought I lost the Airbnb, but didn't.
0: No, it's definitely on the floorboard of my truck.
1: (laughs) My present, my parting gift to you. Yeah, I get my own property back. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, seriously? What? Just like every now and then it was like some off the wall, like the randomest thing. I was like, are you taking my socks and putting them somewhere? I was like, what? It's <laughs> like, you're fucking crazy. dude. <laughs> Sometimes like, am I being crazy about the socks or are you moving them? I was like, I think you're being crazy about the socks.
0: i don't know he seems pretty progressive
1: he is definitely pro vaccine well that's good not a COVID denier that's good likes marijuana huh. my ideal man
0: that's like three things dude that's all i need your bar is so low That's funny, but mine's a man that remembers my name, so I don't really know what we're we're talking about here.
1: Bars on the floor. Literally. Bars underground.
0: The bar has been so low for so long, and I still don't know how these men can't even reach the bar. Like, it's so low.
1: It's like, if he wanted to, then he would, because if he wanted to, then he would, because if he wanted to, then he would.
0: Like, if he would literally just be nice, that's, that's like, he's already, like, three-fifths of the way there, you know?
1: And that's shitty, because, like, why can't people just, why do people, when they're upset, just have to be assholes? I don't know. Just, uh, stop, stop it.
0: Men are stupid, and I don't respect them. That's right.
1: How dare they? How dare they exist so fucking, just blatantly? Just, yeah. Ugh.
0: Can't idiots <laughs> the audacity of white men
1: the audacity of dumb white men with dumb opinions dumb racist opinions like what what
0: yeah think before you open your mouth dummy go away but like they don't have to think before they open their mouth because literally nothing ever happens to them there's no consequences Because they're
1: not—they're
0: not a marginalized group. There's no
1: consequences, and just because, like in our personal, life, I'm just a pushover, you know, just push push on over. And there's no consequences from the real world because why would there be?
0: <laughs> like I would rather swallow a jean jacket hole than live with <laughs> four Christians. <laughs> Oh my God. It just makes me want to die prematurely. (laughs) Like, what kind of June jacket? Acid wash? Is there? (laughs) Do you think acid wash would hurt more?
1: Yeah, because you're also consuming bleach that probably wasn't rinsed very well.
0: Then, yeah, acid wash. With a nifty cuff. Like I already get enough shit about being a heathen, you know? Like I just can't I just can't have four people shoving it in my face all the time. Plus they never stop talking about the Bible. Why? Get something else. Read another book. Like they're so boring. Oh
1: I was stranded in this fucking house for several days with nothing to eat but the snacks that I got from my parents' house for Christmas. Oh no. Chocolate a lot of chocolate mm-hmm. that's all we had a lot of chocolate for three days wow and hot so pockets so horrible somehow somehow though i, f- I feel healthier than before because <laughs> you're alive you made it through i made it through i made it through the wilderness i made it through the hardship
0: mm-hmm.
1: i'll never be warm again but you know at least i have power
0: <laughs> that's so true Go
1: away, Norma. Go way down.
0: I, like, don't want to make this about me, but I do feel your pain because remember that one time I was house-sitting in that snowstorm when we weren't friends for a while and I got stranded at that house?
1: Yes. Why does this keep happening to us?
0: Because we're idiots. Are we idiots?
1: We just need to better prepare for fucking disaster.
0: Because, like, we ran out of water at that house. Like, we had power still
1: for a while. Yeah. The National Guard is here. Literally, they deployed the National Guard. That's
0: Jesus. how bad the weather has been. But what are the National Guard doing? Like, what's their role?
1: They're helping people that have been stranded at their house, elderly or people that are injured that can't get through the snow. Wow. People that don't have vehicles equipped to handle the snow. People that don't can't afford to get their driveways plowed. People They can't leave their house. They can't walk that far. They can't drive. Wow. It's too, dude, it's still four feet. It snowed four fucking feet in, in three days
0: that's so crazy like that's almost as tall as me <laughs> I, I had so much things ex- i came home
1: i came down the stairs in the morning and i just like i couldn't and like there's a window you know the window like that faces the road but at my
0: house <laughs> i sure do
1: that I was coming down the stairs and all I could see out of that window was snow. And I like, my heart was in my ass. I was like, holy fuck.
0: Yikes. (laughs) Dude, Alaska's no joke. Like-
1: No joke, because it was that bullshit. It snowed four feet and then it rained two inches. So there was like snow in between, somewhere in this four feet of snow, there's two inches of ice. And so of course I have to make it to work on ice. And I'm almost like my heart in my asshole the whole way there because I gotta go to work. I'm already like calling off because I can't get the car out and I got the car out and onto the road. So I gotta go. Cause if I don't go, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I'm just gonna be stuck on the side of the road in a snowbank. You know, I have to keep going. I can't stop or I'm never gonna get going
0: again. That's a lot, dude.
1: Was <coughs> so sick of this bullshit.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't blame you. Although dad's been exercising his right to say no. Really? (laughs) He was like, "Mm, I don't think you should go anywhere. He's like, "Uh,
0: (laughs) okay. He was like, you know what? You're grounded. (laughs) That's funny. I was like,
1: oh, it's like, cool. It's like, anyway, all right. So I'll just call it work again. Cause like, I couldn't even get a taxi. Literally the taxis were also shut down. They weren't, we're coming to work either. Wow. They're literally only doing emergencies, people getting home from the airport or people that are stranded at their house and need to get somewhere else. Yeah. Yikes. It's a literal disaster. People are still without power.
0: That's so crazy. I just think it's really funny that your dad was like, "Mm, no. (laughs) Proud of you, Raven. (laughs) Not today. (coughs) I mean, like, I don't think he has a, like, to stand on to do that after all the times you've driven him places, but whatevs. I love you, dad. (laughs) Okay. Not to cut you off, but do you ever, like, I don't know if you like a plastic bag. What? What? (laughs) Do you ever, like, it's like a light bulb in your brain's like, flips, like a switch, like, like, flips, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm high. Does that ever happen? Yeah.
1: Yeah, sometimes I would just feel like, i like laughing a little too much. You're like,
0: wait, come on. It was just like an audible like click in my head, and then I was like, oh fuck, here we are.
1: You know? Hey, you look stone, dude. Your fucking eyes already, dude. dude. I'm so <laughs>
0: stone. <laughs> um. Okay, hi friends. We are back from our smoke break, and we're ready to dive into the book. So as always, because I'm trash, Indy has the first note.
1: I think I'm literally just going to always have the first note. I'm going to invent a note every time. It's just going to be my thing. Why are you sniffing my mouth? (laughs) Anyway, page 16 is my first note because I literally just like start sobbing because of this particular line. Don't give them a reason to stop you, son. In reference to, you know, you know, these young black gentlemen with his, with his dad or I don't know, his uncle, I think. some, his uncle, some freak, some important figure in his life about the cops, basically like, don't ever give them a reason to stop you. You have to, you have to act a certain way in public. You have to dress a certain way in public. Otherwise you're, and this is another part, line from the book, you're walking probable cause because people, mm. people are taught not to draw attention to themselves or you're just asking for trouble. And like, that's just how so many people in the world just get to live. They just have to cater to this potential situation that they might be in. And I always hate how common it is. And I just hate how it feels. Cause like, it's something that we're just like inadvertent. Like it's something we don't even realize that we're trained to do. Yeah, growing up act right in public don't draw attention to yourself like not even just like for people of color you know for women don't draw attention to yourself yeah (laughs) don't make yourself a target like there's just like so many just awful people in the world doing awful shit
0: so true and most of the people that do the awful shit are the people that think that like they're the best you know like they're they're the ones that are right (laughs) and it's so hard to deal with (laughs) just all this injustice everywhere this book is just full of injustice it's so
1: upsetting it's just such an upsetting book I get so upset and I think that's why I like it because of how like just like nauseous and sick to my stomach upset it made me because like of how Yeah, real it is because it's real for a lot of people
0: exactly and I think like Mm. I don't know the whole reason that I wanted to read this book like I think that's the reason why everybody should read this book you know like it's just like because it was something that I was uh not exposed to like I just don't really I don't know I'm not educated on it so, I don't know. This really, like you said, like sick to your stomach. Like made me think a lot, and it was hard. But we're getting too deep into it without actually telling them anything. So, um, let's keep going and tell you why this book oh, yeah, did fine. this to so us. In the story,
1: he's on a trail. No, get the fuck out of here, Norm. You're being so ridiculous right now. What do you
0: want? Yeah. Anyway,
1: um. This is next note. Uh, what the, what the f- Norma? Go. Oh. Go. Oh. Okay, so they're in court. We mm-hmm. keep having books where they're in court, obviously, because there's crime. They're going to be in court at some point, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. Just, mm, court makes me so mad. Yeah so it's a friend of the main characters um a a man named mcmillan he is accused of murdering some guy named ronnie who was caught on his property being basically a shithead uh to his granddaughter two days before he died um and they go on recess and they head across the street to k's county kitchen k oh county no country kitchen country kitchen is spelled with k's so it's kkk and I like hate that because like, I just, I know that's real. People just like casually just like, don't give a shit about the fact that there's KKK in their name, just casual racism, and microaggressions and, you know, Texas, beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah. Oh, and also my childhood favorite soda, Big Red makes an appearance because apparently <laughs> Big Red means Texas.
0: Oh, I did not know that. Is it red? Cause it's Republican. You shut up. Me or the dog? (laughs) The
1: dog and you.
0: I was asking for real though, is that why it's called that? Or why is Texas called called Big Red?
1: No, it's a soda.
0: Yeah, but you said that Big Red, the soda, is named after Texas.
1: No, it's just apparently it is texas because it's you know book about texas big red i'm from texas and i love big red, and uh, I drink big red
0: okay i'm gonna cut this part out because that just made me sound real stupid but anyway you're not
1: stupid shut up um <laughs>
0: next next point next point <laughs> actually i've never had big red before i don't know what it tastes like so. it tastes like delicious like blue raspberry but red ew so like raspberry <laughs>
1: but like delicious it's like fruit punch soda i don't know how to describe it it's just delicious just drink it
0: okay whatever i hate blue raspberry
1: (laughs) you might be able to it's not even blue raspberry it's red raspberry (laughs) think of it (laughs) like that that's what it takes just find it because you have a better chance because i can't find anyone literally i've searched high and low i've talked to distributors about this i've talked to people i've talked to men that know things
0: okay I'm gonna look at the dollar store and see what I find thank you I feel like if it's anywhere it's gonna be at the dollar store
1: big red or big blue 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 is similar but I think big red is better
0: okay was there a big yellow or
1: no it's just those two
0: (laughs) (laughs) they're missed opportunity
1: I know they missed just so many colors just so many opportunities (laughs) well those would be primary
0: colors so like it makes sense
1: at least at least do the three primer. maybe they did have a big yellow but no one liked it because it was like big yellow
0: (laughs) that's stupid (laughs) this is a stupid conversation okay moving on (laughs) i'm
1: sorry okay um anyway so next note a couple pages later Um, They talk about code switching, about how in certain situations and in certain groups of people, you have to talk differently. Um, Norma, no. No. They bring up Ah. jazz. No. Mm I hate them. Why are they like? they're playing like it's animal planet like they're lions <laughs> just like, and they're just like, <sighs> like oh. it's just like they're so quiet but so loud at the same time it's <laughs> <laughs> just distracting anyway um code switching no leave keep your mouth to yourself okay <laughs> They bring up jazz music being a Black Texans true legacy because um, music itself wouldn't be where it is today without the inspiration of Black musicians and like music by Black people and jazz, especially. I swear to God. Ooh, child. (laughs) Things are gonna get easier. Ooh, child, things will get brighter. James Byrd it was a <laughs> murdered man who was murdered by three white supremacists in Jasper Texas um in June of 1998 and this was uh, uh what the fuck is the main character's name <laughs> for Darren. this was Darren
0: okay yeah, wait uh, are you reading it from Wikipedia Darren.
1: yeah the a little blurb when you first Google it
0: okay so I'm gonna pull that in um continue so yeah, it was the, it was basically
1: the event that inspired Warren to leave college where he was studying to become a lawyer to become a Texas Ranger. Um, he took it that murder very personally because who wouldn't, dude? It was a, it was an African American man who was he was dragged behind a pickup truck for 3 miles. Yeah because he was black and like that's terrifying people can just decide because of this color of your skin because you don't look like them that they can drag you behind a truck for three miles and kill you yeah and a big the big bad guy other than racism <sighs> oh fuck scared me other than racism and the murderer is the aryan brotherhood <laughs> oh yeah
0: they they sprinkle that in a little bit, a little Aryan Brotherhood action.
1: Yeah. And so they bring that up and how that's really important to Darren Matthews. And I just like think it's very important and think everyone should know about it. <clears throat> Open the door then, for fuck's sake. You're there. <laughs> okay. And then they bring up Sandra Bland and then. I don't know if anyone recognizes that name, but I sure recognize Sandra Bland.
0: Yes, <clears throat> I also recognize Sandra Bland.
1: I think she was the one that inspired that one say her name chant. Yeah. Very important to remember the names of the people that have been unnecessarily murdered by police officers. Um, She was 28 years old, found hung in a jail cell in Oh. Would you guess it, Texas in 2015. Uh, She was arrested during a traffic stop for some reason. Um, And three days later, she was found dead in a jail cell. It was ruled a suicide, but there's always been a lot of doubt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this was so recent, and I don't, they never. I don't know, they never did anything. Yeah. She just, just she just got pulled over for a traffic violation, which who hasn't? And she got sent to prison and she died. Like that could happen to anyone. And it happened just because of who she was. And that's just it's fucked up.
0: Yep. And it really is. It gets me fucked up. Yeah. Oh, fuck. And that's like a lot of uh that in the beginning of the book. So like, it kind of sets the tone, you know? And so I went into it with kind of like <clears throat> a dark headspace, um, Very somber. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my note is on, my first note is on page um, 43. And it usually takes me a while to come to a note. And I'll kind of talk about this later, but I kind of have a limited note. Um, I took limited notes and I took kind of like intentionally trivial notes, if that makes sense. Um, Indy usually does a way better job of me at, than me at like summarizing the actual book. Like I kind of tend to just make notes about like how I hate how men say things or something dumb like that. Um, or like a weird thing that I perceived. Um, and Indy usually it takes like the bulk of the like notes for the the actual plot of the book. Um, but this time I kind of like intention, intentionally continued the trend and I'll get into it later, but I just like, didn't feel comfortable speaking on experiences that like, I don't have and I don't have a claim to. So I tried to just kind of like only focus on like not trivial things, but just non-racial things, I guess. Like
1: you didn't want to speak on some subjects.
0: <laughs> yes. Um. But one thing that I did, it kind of bothered me because I said this part bothers me, but like a lot of this book bothers me. But this bothered me, um, because like other people's family dynamics are super weird. So, um, Darren like he was raised by his uncles, and he's our main character, and he was raised by his uncles who are brothers. And like his dad was their brother and he wasn't like, I think he was an adult and he was having a relationship with like a teenage girl, which is, you know, problematic. I think if I'm not right, then sorry to slander Darren senior, but I'm pretty sure he was like older than Darren's mom. And so when he like was born, like his dad was dead and he ended up living with his uncle's and he has like a weird relationship with his mom. Like she's not well off and he was raised like pretty, um, taken care of. Cause his family comes from like money, um, which is a big deal. I think in developing like his personality and like in the back of the book, it says he grows up ambivalent to being, um, like black in Texas. And it's because he was raised with money, I think. So he like didn't have as big of a problem as some people did. Um, so anyway, she is a little more down on her luck. And now that he's a Texas Ranger, he's like visiting her. And um, so she asks him for money. And it says today it was $200 in cash. Most of what he had on him. She took it with little fanfare, tucking it into the pocket of her shirt. Uh, oh no, that's not it. I'm on the wrong side. Sorry. Um, basically she asks him for money and makes her feel like, and she makes him feel bad for like not giving it to her. And she just like guilt him into it. And I just like kind of thought that it was kind of shitty of her to like manipulate him into doing that because like from personal experience, there's like a lot of like the guilt that a family member can put on you. Um, When they ask you for money and you kind of think about saying no, like it's a lot, it's pretty brutal. That happens to me more often than I'd like. And it's a weird feeling because like, you know, logically that you don't owe them anything and you don't have to help them, but you just like, can't get yourself to that point (laughs) So you just feel bad for even thinking that you're not going to do it. So you always end up doing it. And I just think that it's really shitty for a mom to use that position over her kid. You know, like I know they're both adults and they have a complicated family dynamic, but I just, I don't know, gets me. Yeah. It was, just, it like, was
1: yeah, uncomfortable.
0: Know. Yeah. And it's just
1: like, cause he like, either he severely dislikes her or she's op- awful, you know? Cause yeah. None of my family members have ever asked me for money. <laughs> really? I'm the poor one. Why would they, they would never?
0: Uh, well, I guess it could be like any sort of like favor that a family member asks of you and like makes you feel guilty, like giving them a ride or, you know, like whatever.
1: They made a reference to one of the people in the honky tonk that he bar he was in wearing a Ted Cruz 2016 shirt made me stop faster than everyone in the bar when a black man walked in. Firstly, Ted Cruz is a Zodiac killer, so fuck him. Secondly, <laughs> I had to go back and verify when this was taking place, and it did, in fact, get released in 2016, but it was just very jarring to see a Ted Cruz 2016 shirt mentioned mm-hmm. just because it dated it so much, and it was just hilarious, and it just been so fitting Yeah, if they were wearing it, like, out, like, if he had if this book had like taken place anytime after 2016 it would have just been more hilarious you know wearing an election t-shirt outside of the election year
0: for for sure i know what you're saying and also this is a book about
1: texas when are they going to say the word arbuckle that's the texasest word ever this book is already so fucking texas
0: i don't know what arbuckle is coffee huh
1: coffee Black coffee, really shitty black coffee.
0: (laughs) Gross. Preach.
1: A couple pages later, I make another note for some reason. Um, (laughs) And it's an interaction that Darren has with a racist as he's leaving the bar. Um, He, oh, this is the bar, the bar. So they're in the bar, the fucking big bad bar that people of color are not to be in. Um, And so they're in this bar, Darren, um, and as he's leaving, they're telling, they're telling them basically them. Is it them? Is it him and the woman?
0: Yeah, it's him and that guy's wife.
1: Fuck. I have to like re-remember what the fuck this book is about.
0: I don't remember her name. So
1: Um, I think I say it.
0: It's Randy, maybe.
1: Yeah, Wendy, i made sure to go back and put their fucking names in because I did not remember. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it's Darren and he meets up with Randy in the bar and Randy is the widow of the black man that was murdered. Um, And so he was in the bar at some point before he died and they're basically kicking him out for causing a scene or basically for being black in their bar. Um, And he tells them, the manager tells them both, go on now, get like a couple of dogs. As they're literally already leaving and it's like fuck you dude and like fuck the bartender lady behind the counter asking if he's lost for literally just being a black guy in a bar and i'm just like fuck how casual all these people are about this this book is just like like this is when i started getting like physically upset because of just like how upsetting this was yeah and then the bar mob starts coming after darren and randy And she does the most realistic thing I think I've ever seen a woman do in one of these books. And it's, it's sold me on like, okay, whatever. I like this book. I'm going to read the next one. No matter what she says, like Darren Matthews is urging her to get into his truck and she doesn't know him. He's a stranger and she's a straight, and she is also a stranger in a strange land and her fucking estranged husband was just murdered after being in this bar. They've just been chased out of by racists. She's like, no, I'm not going to get in the truck with you. Are you crazy? Yeah. And I was like, that's the realest reaction I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, for sure. And he has to tell her that
1: he is a Texas Ranger to get her to trust him. And like, it could have only been a Ranger because Ranger aren't police. If he had said he was a police officer, she wouldn't trust him because would you? It has to be something more than that, like a state official. Yeah. But. He's actually being a little dishonest at this turn. He's supposed to be turning in his badge because of the incident. We talked about a little bit earlier with McMillan. He's in trouble for basically showing up and dealing with this in a legal capacity when he knows the people personally. You're not Mm -hmm. supposed to do that. So he's in trouble for it and he might lose his job. And at this point, he's not supposed to be doing his job.
0: But like his friend is like a lawyer and like told him about it his and uh so like now he's here doing everything like super unofficially and it's kind of sus
1: it's super sus it's like why send him <laughs> it's just dangerous all around it's um weird. and then darren returns to randy winston's rental car in the honk parking lot um it's a new car and it's untouched it's not been vandalized it's not been broken into even though there's very obvious camera camera went a little there's a very obvious camera equipment that is very expensive left visible in the vehicle and like you don't do that
0: mm-hmm.
1: in like high crime areas like why would you do that anyway but like there's no fucking way that her husband was robbed for his car like the people like the police are trying to claim They claim that he was robbed and then stumbled into the bayou where he drowned. Um, And that's just like, it just can't be possible because why was her car not broken into and robbed if this is such a, you know, if Mm -hmm. this is such a dangerous place? Um, Not only that, Darren literally takes the same drunken tumble into the bayou. And at this point, I'm like also mad at Darren because he's drinking and driving. There's a lot of drinking and driving going on in the story. Not a fan.
0: Yeah, Darren is a raging alcoholic.
1: Yeah, he's a very is a dark hero, anti hero. I don't know. He's a imperfect hero.
0: Yeah. Which, like, real people are complicated. So it's really good of the author to write complicated characters, you know, because like nobody's perfect. We gotta work it again and again. You know? <laughs> so like Absolutely, I agree. Anyway, continue. <laughs>
1: Um so yeah he falls into the bayou but he like he it's not deep enough that he's going to drown. You know, he can stand up if he doesn't freak out. Like if her husband drowned in this water, someone had to have drowned him. Yeah. You know, he didn't lay down in the water and choose to drown. Your body literally won't let you do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Agree. It's uh it's pretty sus. Um but like Darren is Kind of like on top of the fact that he's in a predominantly like white town. Um, and so on top of people already like being really suspicious of him for that, he's also like being sussed with the whole like lying and everything. And he's not like telling everyone that he's a Texas Ranger. So it's kind of weird. I feel like he could have got away with a lot more in the book if he had just like flashed that badge a little more. But anyway, <clears throat> I guess he didn't want people to know because it was dangerous. I mean, I get it spoiler alert everything gets figured out in the end but anyway Absolutely. um one of the things is uh so they're saying at this well Randy's staying at this hotel and like Darren's staying with her but then they get in some sort of argument which is probably like over him not sharing information anyway um so she leaves like him alone and he's trying to figure out what happened to her because she's like the only person that kind of trust him, I guess. And he's trying to solve this crime. So he likes trying to find her and he's asking the lady that runs the motel like where she is and she's not giving him any information. She's being like very cold. And he it says, did she check out? He said, alarmed by the idea of her roaming the town alone. Wouldn't tell you if she did. The woman said, you got 10 minutes. Basically like, get the fuck out of here. And I go girl. Really- I really like that yeah like a women looking out for women because like she doesn't know this strange man she doesn't know why he's following this woman and like good on her for like supporting randy um but also sidebar do you remember how many customers would come to us at the coffee shop and just expect us to give them like personal information about our coworkers and their schedules like
1: yeah, no, I don't care if she's your favorite, bro. Like hit on her when she's on shift. Don't make it weird.
0: Or like if their like mom would come and they'd be like, oh, I need to like oh is so and like we wouldn't know them and they'd be like oh is like so and so working today? Be like oh I can't tell you their schedule. But like well I'm their mom and it's like. I don't know you. Yeah, are I don't you, know. You are stranger. you a stranger? Like you could just be a crazy person that's trying to stab her, you know? And it's just PSA, people. Stop asking customer service people for information on their coworkers. It's a weird, and it puts them in an uncomfortable position. We will absolutely not give you that information. So you're wasting everyone's time. Like, it's just, don't do it. It's weird. Even if you have a crush on someone and it's the most innocent thing, just don't, just don't bother their coworkers about it. We legally cannot give you that information. Like-
1: also, you could murder them. I don't trust people, and I <laughs> will not. Anyone.
0: I will not be responsible for one of my coworkers getting murdered. So, fuck you.
1: <laughs> Better safe than sorry. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um. So anyway, uh, next note that I have was on page 120, uh, 129. and uh, he. Uh, so anyway, uh, Darren listens to a lot of, like jazz and blues and stuff. And, um, so the note that I took, is they're listening to a song and it says bluebird, bluebird, take this letter down the South for me. And, um, I was like, oh, they did the thing. I love when they do the thing, you know, like I was wondering how they were going incorpor- to like incorporate bluebird, bluebird. Cause I was like, man, eh, this doesn't seem like there's birds in this book. <laughs> like right? not about birds. <laughs> so <laughs> I was happy to find it. And I just like pointing it out. So Anyway, that was my point. Thank you. Scavenger hunt accomplished. Okay.
1: Page 142. What the fuck, man? What is wrong with these white people? (laughs) So, Darian goes back to the bar. I need to stop going to the bar. Dangerous place. To get info from the bartender, the lady behind the counter, um, that doesn't... Road hard and put away wet is the term we used to describe for her, and it's a little rude, but Whatever she works for races, yeah. it's whatever. Anyway, uh, he gets into it. He gets into, and then he, what? What? Oh my God. Sometimes I feel like I'm having a shirk when I'm writing these notes. He gets into it and then he is jumped by Keith the killer and Brady the manager. And at this point, I'm assuming that Keith is the killer because the girl that has been discovered murdered in this murder mystery is his girlfriend. And when a girlfriend is murdered, it's probably the boy. It's probably the man. Yeah. Usually. And he's just being a real sus dude. And also he's very obviously not a good guy. Um, I guess word on the street is he caught his girl with a black guy, um, which is very upsetting to him. Um, and so I think that he killed her and killed him. Um, and then surprise, surprise, it turns out, yeah, they're in the Aryan Brotherhood. They being Brady and Keith, uh, the ones trying to kill a Texas Ranger. Um, they know about his involvement in Ronnie's death. Uh, Ronnie is that guy from that trial at the beginning, you know, somehow it's connected. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was pretty interesting. I was really surprised at that. So like Ronnie was involved in the Aryan Brotherhood and they want revenge because they think that he had something to do with it. And so they straight up open fire on a Texas Ranger. Like at this point, he's working in the capacity. I think he's got permission at this point to be investigating this as a Ranger. Mm -hmm. So like he's literally doing his job as a state agent and they just like openly talk about killing him and counting it as Keith's kill to fully, you know, join the brotherhood, Yeah. which I didn't realize it at the time, but that was a big clue that Keith didn't kill Michael, right? Yeah, you're right. Because to get into the Aryan brotherhood, they mentioned this a couple of times that you have to basically, you have to kill a black person and skin them. Yeah. Which is holy shit. Okay, but like if.
0: Is that real? Like, I mean, like.
1: I don't want to ask any Aryan Brotherhood numbers.
0: <laughs> I don't know any.
1: You ask, okay? You're white.
0: <laughs> I just like, if I'm being like. Uh, I don't know. Uneducated about this, like, then I'm sorry. I apologize deeply, but like, is that real? That's cause that was a lot. And I was too scared to Google it because I don't want any of that weird stuff on my browser.
1: <laughs> well, you remember what I talked about in the beginning before Sandra Bland, that poor guy that was lynched and drug yeah. behind a car for several miles. I don't know. I don't, I would, wouldn't put it past a racist to skin people. <sighs>
0: That's so horrible, dude. No, like I know that people do that. Like, I'm not saying I don't believe that. I just—is that a qualification to get into the Aryan Brotherhood, like in real life, or is that dramatic effect? You know, like I don't
1: know. If, you know what? I'm gonna look it up. I'm so scared. I've never joined the Aryan Brotherhood.
0: I never wanted I to join couldn't. the Aryan Brotherhood. <laughs> you really couldn't. Um, <laughs> also, I'm a woman, so they probably wouldn't let me in. Not that I want. You're to You're allowed
1: in. to. Well, you're allowed to, like, be their woman.
0: Yo, gross. Um, it's, like, the worst kind of motorcycle gang. Anyway, um, I was going to point out, while you're looking that up, I'll just point out that um, it says that Keith, like, caught his girlfriend with a black guy, and that is not Michael. Like, it's a different black guy. Um, and so he's, like, kind of everything's important obviously we should have been better about reading the clues because everything is important like nothing is mentioned by chance in this book at all like
1: yeah i didn't realize it until the very end when it all comes together and it's like Mm -hmm. holy shit it all comes together like wow oh my god i don't want to learn about the Aryan brotherhood (laughs) 20 pages this is a long (laughs) article it's very detailed okay joining okay joining was a natural progression of of crime we had our leather jackets of course it did um, armed robbery, operated assault, murder, 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 murder. Bad eye from a knife fight. Oh my God. Used to be exclusively in California state prisons. Got the worst things come out of California. Me. You're <laughs> from Texas. From California. Yeah, I'm from Texas, but I moved here from California. God. Uh, and I think I was at my worst when I did it
0: well you weren't in the Aryan Brotherhood so I'll give you a pass
1: how do you join the Aryan Brotherhood I don't want to look that up
0: okay yeah let's just okay if we I almost said if we have anybody listening that's in the Aryan Brotherhood but like if we have (laughs) anyone listening that's in the Aryan Brotherhood fuck you get out of here you're not welcome here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but if anybody has any knowledge on how to join the Aryan Brotherhood, we would appreciate that. Uh, we're afraid to Google it. I bet we can find like, not on wanna...
1: Reddit. Yeah, probably. Reddit has everything. There's probably like an Aryan Brotherhood subreddit.
0: Probably. Okay. We can do this on our own time.
1: Okay. Not on company time. To, they are required to attack or murder a rival gang member in prison okay. but i don't know about not in prison
0: okay so we, we know half the answer mental note <laughs> look this up later
1: okay Ugh, you're right i'm getting sleepy okay so um, fuck these white people in this town um Oh, and then there's some more musical connections. There's this guy named Joe Sweet that was Michael, the male victim's father. He, like... No. No?
0: No. Joe Sweet was married to Geneva, who owns the cafe, and their son was also Joe Sweet. And he...
1: Well, why did Michael have he had the guitar because Because of,
0: Joe's and Booker. Booker oh, yes yeah. uh Michael's uncle Booker, or whatever.
1: Yeah, okay. And that he had the guitar because okay, so yeah, Joe, Joe Sweet came through town. And he was a very good musician. He had this very nice Les Paul. Um, and he played it in Geneva's cafe. It's very important location in the book geneva herself is a very important person in the book
0: Um, her cafe is um on the bayou where the bodies were found
1: yeah like literally the the girl victim was found right by right by the cafe basically um and so they're being really not they're really targeting her the police officers and then the that one fucking guy that jerk wally Wally who like he owns the police and his family's own land for we hate Wally he's a shithead and he his family owns everything or whatever and he hates this little black lady for no apparent reason at this point we found out why not that you know it justifies it he's gross but anyway mm-hmm. so Joe leaves the road settles down in Geneva's cafe Booker Red continues on with the guitar accidentally but he doesn't return it because you know fuck you joe sweet we were in this together man and you leave for some woman and then yeah yeah, so he has his career lives his life and then he has his nephew michael and then michael wants to return the guitar from whence it came and Mm -hmm. so he that's how he ends up in this little town
0: and joe is already dead because He got killed in a quote-unquote robbery of the cafe the one night that Geneva wasn't there. So like, it's all very sus, (laughs) but there was a witness that maintains that it was like three guys and they don't know who they are and all the stuff. So it's like an unsolved mystery, basically.
1: Yeah, and this witness is very trustworthy because he's worked in this cafe with Geneva and been basically a member of her family for Mm -hmm. years and years and years.
0: So, yeah. And then their son, Joe, is also dead. So, everyone that Geneva knows is dead, which is horrible. Yeah.
1: This poor woman has been through so much. It's the fucking worst. I feel so... Yeah. Ugh, God. And it just, like, doesn't... It's just, like... She's just, like, treated socially her whole life. And it's not fair. She deserves better. She's just a sweet little lady that loves to cook. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, and then speaking of Wally, here's a little excerpt from the book. And honestly, just a very important excerpt in general. Um, Juneteenth switched things up for Wally's family, but not that much. There's always a new way to make a dollar. Most black folks living in LARC came from sharecropping families, trading their physical enslavement for the crushing debt that came with tenant farming. I leap from the firing pan and into the fire. And this is what happened after the civil war basically. There's never been a level playing field. It's always been harder for, you know, them to be equal because there's always crushing debt with the tenant farmer. They are always laws that get in the way of the things they can and can't do. And like there, this whole country was built on this system to like quite literally keep these people in a position in like a lower position and it's sad you know because it's never been a level playing field
0: and like everybody that anyone that claims that it has been or is is wrong. like they're just full of shit like they're ignoring history
1: yeah they don't know history they don't know jack
0: like it's like I can, it makes me mad. We can
1: literally point out laws. We can look up and point out the laws that say that it's illegal for black people to do certain things. Yeah. Basically, like, lock, why? For why? Why would they need to do that if it wasn't because they're trying to keep them from doing things?
0: Yeah. And then I know a lot of people like they we'll be like, oh, well, you know, laws were changed with like the civil rights movement and everything. And like, we're on the right side of history now, but like, we're still, there is no right side of history. History has been fucked this whole time, you know, like there's.
1: And like, it's not even like that was that long ago. That's within so many people's lifetimes. That's so recent. It's not that far removed from us. Like, why can we just be expected to get over it? Like, it's not ancient history. It's Every other day, we hear yeah. about this kind of thing, and it's just like, ugh. open, just, just, ugh, ugh, ugh. Yeah. And it's your note.
0: <coughs> Sorry, I just got deep in my thoughts. Um, <laughs> there's usually nothing going on in my brain, but, um, so, okay, so Geneva her whole life has just been so much um so the girl that died's name was missy and anyway here's a here's a um transaction between the cops and geneva it says parker what in the hell is this shit?" geneva don't talk darren said don't say anything we're taking you in for missy's murder the sheriff said Huxley swung hit around in his seat and Tim got to his feet. Are y'all crazy? Tim said, what cause y'all got to believe Geneva killed Missy? We have evidence to suggest that Mrs. Sweet was the last to see her alive. What did I rape her to?" Geneva said, the deputy holding the cuff said, we we no longer believe that she was raped. So for this whole time, it's been that she was like brutally raped and murdered and like left. And now they're changing the story that they've been preaching this whole time so they can fit it to that it's this little old black lady. And the only evidence they have is that she was possibly the last one to see her alive.
1: No so, reason I think that is because she has a nice meal in her tummy.
0: <laughs> yes. So oh. it's just trash. The cops are trash. They're so, they're just so dirty. Like you, like, If you have to change the narrative to fit the crime or to fit the person, no, if you have to change the narrative to fit your suspect, then you got the wrong person. You know, like, it's just like, they're trying to pin it. They just want to clean it up. They don't want to deal with it. They don't want to do their job. They just want someone to go down for it. And I hate
1: specifically her,
0: (laughs) specifically her because Wally has the cops in his pocket anyway I hate them and that was my note is they're just so dirty obviously she didn't kill her
1: of course not she's a sweet little old lady and god this town is just it's very confusing I should have drawn a diagram so we're getting to the end of the book everything's hitting the fan Keith did in fact kill his wife but he didn't kill Michael and I think the reason he killed his wife is because his wife cheated on him with, of all things, of all things, oh, God, of all people, <laughs> a black guy and got pregnant and had a baby. And he's been raised in little Keith Jr. Even though Keith Jr. is not his kid, even though Keith Jr. is black. He's, and he's just Joe, like, Jr., Jr. <laughs> Joe Jr. Jr. Joe Jr. 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 The juniorest of the Joes, the newest Joe yeah. in the line of Joe. Yeah. And it's just, it's a lot of secret relationships and lots of babies because wasn't someone else was in a relationship.
0: Okay. I'm ready to spill the tea. I've been holding it in. Okay. Cause please. I Cause I told the story. <laughs> okay. So Geneva and Wally are about the same age. Geneva used to work at Wally's house when they were kids, like teenagers, And she started having a relationship with Wally's dad. But Wally was in love with her. So like she knew that, but she chose his dad instead. And then they were like in love and he built her the cafe. But then she met Joe and then she loved Joe. So she left Wally's dad. But she was already pregnant with... Joe jr. Who isn't Joe jr. He's Wally's dad's jr.
1: So Wally did see Wally senior jr. So confusing.
0: (laughs) So anyway, Joe jr. Is actually Wally's half brother by the woman that he's in love with, but doesn't love him. She doesn't even love his dad anymore. She loves Joe. So anyway, flash forward, now Joe Jr. is having a relationship with Missy, who's with Keith, and they have a child that's Keith Jr., except it's really Joe Jr. Jr. (laughs) And so then the baby, when the mom dies, is living with Wally's family because Technically, the baby is related to Wally because it's so confusing. Because technically, Wally and Joe are brothers, so the baby is the nephew of Wally. Nephew, step nephew, half nephew, but is also (laughs) Geneva's grandchild. So Geneva saw Missy. Because she was seeing her regularly because she knew that Missy's baby was her grandchild. So everyone is either black, white, or half of each. And they're all like intermingling, but everyone's pretending that they're not, which I think is a big deal in this book. It's like it's just the Aryan Brotherhood
1: runs the town, basically. Like they're it's so shitty. They just like can't let people be people. Like it has to be all secretive and a big deal and like all these secret babies and all these secret
0: relationships
1: Yeah, you could just date
0: a black person and then michael was seen with missy at the bar so they killed michael like somebody killed michael we'll get there i think at some point or we won't and we forgot
1: somebody killed michael yeah. no it's i think it's i think it's in my wrap-up
0: okay good um so anyway it's all bad it's all bad <clears throat> Um, and this cops are the baddest, just kidding. They're not, but they're still pretty bad. Um, so I have another, uh, note about Geneva being in jail because she's still in jail for supposedly killing Missy, even though why would she kill the mother of her grandchild when all she did was care about her anyway? Um, (laughs) it said, so Darren is talking to the chief and he says, look, you can arrest Keith for Missy. He said, I'm fine with that. Nah, you got me questioning everything now. Van Horn said with a sly smile, it was the card he had. He laid it down hard. Geneva sweet stays in jail. I got 48 hours till I have to put her before a judge. He lifted the can of diet soda and down whatever was swimming around the bottom of the can. He let loose a rough belch and said plainly, you got two days Ranger. So he's. scared scum like we already knew that he was scum but like he knows that Keith admitted to killing Missy and he's keeping Geneva in jail anyway because Darren went and forced him to confess so like we already know that Keith did it but he's keeping Geneva in jail for 48 hours because he's a fucking dick he can and it just basically yeah I hate when (laughs) cops abuse their power it makes me so fucking mad so I got very upset um so I'm going to let Indy do the wrap-up, but my last note before she wraps up is um, on pages 302 to 303.
1: Uh, and... Was that the end bit with the mom?
0: Um, yes. So are you going to talk about that? No, you go ahead. Okay. It's a lot. Um, so, So the mom comes to Darren, and she had gone to his house in the first place, and like cleaned up after Darren. Um, he like paid her to do it or something like that. And it was after the whole thing with that Ronnie guy from the Aryan Brotherhood, and from uh, that whole thing with the Macmillan guy. And um, anyway, so they just like she finds the gun that's been missing this whole time, and. Mac got off of like this charge, and it was hanging over Darren Ted this whole time of like, oh, maybe he'll go to jail for this. And he feels bad because they like know each other and everything. And um, anyway, she finds the gun, and it's like this whole thing. And so she just says, Uh, what did you do? Nothing, he'd done nothing. He'd known Ronnie Malvo was killed, um, but he hadn't asked Mac where the gun was. He noticed the new oak on his property, but he hadn't asked Mac. When and why he planted it, he had done nothing because Malvo was a bad guy, a cancer, a lump of hate that would spread untold destruction. If left unchecked, he'd done nothing because if he was telling the truth about it, Darren didn't care that the man was dead. He'd done nothing because Mac was a good man who'd never had any cross with the county sheriff and never in his early seventies done a thing wrong. He had all the facts right in front of him. And if he bothered to look, but he'd done nothing. He asked Mac, no questions behaving like a defense attorney when he'd taken an oath to be a cop. He got it confused sometimes on which side of the law he belonged. He didn't always remember that it was safe for a black man to follow. He didn't, he couldn't always remember that it was when it was safe for a black man to follow the rules. He'd done nothing. Did that make him no better than Mac and Mac no better than the killers and Lark? No, that couldn't be right. But Darian wasn't sure of anything anymore. His righteous clarity clouding in his bourbon soaked brain. And I was just like, I don't know if I was just really, really high when I was reading this. I mean, I was 10 out of 10. I was, but I was like, this was kind of a mind fuck. Like it was like a very full circle moment of like, we spent the whole book of Darren, like chasing down like the truth to get justice, but he was completely ignoring like the justice in this first situation because it yeah. wasn't. On the side. It, he wasn't, the justice wouldn't be for the person that he wanted it to be for like
1: yeah it's a little selfish
0: yeah it was just like a lot i was like ah shit like it's pretty full circle i don't know
1: very spicy so, very cliffhangery.
0: yeah okay are you ready to final thoughts yes.
1: it? Uh, so i finished it on the plane i think i read it all on the plane it was another one of those <laughs> um so everyone got their justice in the end um except for ronnie as you heard um joe was murdered by Wally in the past, and it was covered up by Isaac. Um, yeah, so Geneva was out of town one day, absolutely, only one day. Joe was alone in the shop, and Wally comes and kills him. And Isaac, the chef, just lies about it for ever.
0: Ever, yeah. Maintains and that it was strangers.
1: Exactly. And it's just like utter. Utter betrayal and it's Isaac honestly ends up being the fucking worst because he like lies to Geneva for so fucking long. And yeah. he apparently has been working for Wally for so fucking long because he's also the one that was sent after Michael and the Beamer. Mm-hmm. Um just because why? Because Geneva didn't sleep with him 30 years ago because she didn't pick him.
0: God, get over, it, dude. Yeah, Wally's a and fucking shit just show. Like,
1: and it's the audacity dude, just the audacity of that. And then Keith goes away for Mickey's murder and then even even the Aryans at the uh, at the bar, at the honky tonk, they mm-hmm. all they even get charges thrown at them from the meth lab in the in the kitchen. So it's all tied up. everything tied up with a pretty little bow. Mm-hmm. and they party. And it fucked me up because this book just punched me right in the face and I've already got the second book. So I'm going to read that and probably talk about it.
0: Yeah. It's a lot. I'm, yeah, it was a lot. Uh, so I know I touched on this earlier, but I just think that it's important that I specify that like as a white person, I have privilege. Like I've been awarded that privilege my entire life and I'm never going to understand what it means to be a person of color in America which is why I just don't feel like I have the right to comment on a lot of the book because about 90%, 97% of this book deals with race. And I'm just not qualified to speak on it because I'm not educated on the, on one hand, obviously not educated because I don't even know what it takes to get in the Aryan brotherhood. Um, but also just because these are experiences that I will never have. So I just was like, mm, okay. Um, not really my place to talk. This is, even though I've still talked, but I just didn't think it would be right for me to comment on that portion. Um, So I chose this book for us to read because I do want to be educated on issues that people of color experience by people of color, not by white people telling me stories because they're usually not true or fully true. Uh, so I understand that this is a novel and the story, most of the story was fictional, but the way that people of color in this book are systematically oppressed in this country and in this book is nothing like isn't is anything but fictional so I thought it was really important for me to be educated on it um and so for those reasons I kind of am keeping my notes and my limiting my review to just the storytelling I'm keeping my notes really short um So the storytelling, I think was really good. The beginning had a lot of backstory, which was kind of hard to get into. Um, but once I was in, like I was in it and it kept a really good pace and the plot holes were pretty shocking. Um, I was always expecting the other shoe to drop, but then when it did, it wasn't the shoe that I was expecting, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, I thought it was really good and I was really interested and I would also be interested in reading the next book. Uh, also, if anyone is interested in what I was listening to, um, it was an official <laughs> Spotify playlist and it's called Blues Roots and it was just really good. So, um, yeah. What do you think about the genre authenticity?
1: Yes, 100% lots of crime, so much crime. Like, oh my God. Every 10 pages, there was more crime and it
0: mm-hmm.
1: was also various mysteries. There were so many mysteries, dude. Oh my God. Yeah. And they were wrapped up really well so yeah and i don't thriller i don't know if it was it was i may i definitely got ridiculously angry with the racism that just exists in texas um and beyond um but you know authentic yes
0: mm-hmm. i would say um yes i agree with your assessment But also I think it could be used um, interchangeably in the crime or the mystery genre, just because like basically the whole book was just question mark, question mark, question mark. So
1: yeah, I felt a lot of suspense. I like that. You know, that's a real mystery, like the suspense of not knowing what the fuck's going on. Like, oh my God, what's going to happen next?
0: Yeah, exactly. So I think this might have been like the first supposed like mystery that we've covered. That's actually been like. Mysterious, you know, <laughs> like
1: yeah. Because the last one was my sister's serial killer, and that no, was no, not that was it. the
0: first one. The yeah, last I one, and I don't even remember. Um. Oh, it was the secret history, but we didn't actually post. Oh yeah, oh so, God, yeah, that that one, not a mystery. Jesus Christ, mystery of how a book can be so fucking long and so terrible at the same time. <laughs>
1: that book made me so upset as well i was so upset in so many different ways um but yeah so
0: this might have like if we'd picked this for the mystery genre i think it would have been the first mystery that i was like yes mystery but yes it's a crime as well it's a crime everything in this book is a crime honestly (laughs) so um okay so what'd you think rating wise what would you give it
1: I gave it a seven. Um, I liked it. It made itself very personal to me in a lot of ways Um, as someone born in Texas, as a woman of color. I'll never know what it's like to be black in Texas, but I don't know. I know what it's like to be Hispanic in Texas. Different struggles, but, you know, I've been called a derogatory thing or two. Although, I don't know... Every now and then I'll hear of like illegal immigrants getting hate crammed like that. But I don't know, I don't I don't know if it happens as much. I don't know. It's something I have to look into. I'll research it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, seven out of ten. I liked it. Made me feel. And I like books that make me feel very strong emotions.
0: Yeah. Um, I gave it an eight out of ten. Again, I'm not really gonna like qualify my a lot of it, but I just thought it was good. It was I thought it was written well. And so I liked it. So I gave it an eight out of 10. Um, do you happen to have the next book on you or wow, you're so prepared. I brought it, but I don't know where it is. So, um, so, so our next, our next category. Oh, also thank you for joining us with this book, but our next category is horror and I'm going to let indy tell you about our horror book
1: so i've basically been so excited to read this book ever since it came out Mm -hmm. um i like the trend that we're on right now the last book was centralized around people of color this next book is also centralized around people of color uh this time um also something very personal to me (laughs) (laughs) anyway so we're reading the only good indians by stephen graham jones um and here's the synopsis a tale of revenge, cultural identity, and the cost of breaking from tradition in this latest novel from Jordan. Okay, never mind. That's not important. Anyway, <laughs> seamlessly blending classic horror and a dramatic narrative with the sharp social commentary, the only good Indians follows four American Indian men after a disturbing event from their youths put them in a desperate struggle for their lives. Tracked by an entity bent on retribution, these childhood friends are helpless as the culture and traditions they left behind catch up to them in a violent and vengeful way.
0: Wow. Bone chilling.
1: Bone chilling. Bone
0: chilling. Okay. I will say that that is a very uh vague <laughs> synopsis. Um <laughs> spoiler we already started the book so like I finished it okay I started the book also I started it first I just suck at reading apparently but anyway um so some of us have already read the book um it's I just feel like that's a very vague synopsis of like what I've read so far like it just like there's it gives you nothing like there's nothing a traumatic event (laughs) from their childhood what what that's, that could be anything.
1: It could be anything.
0: I feel like I wasn't prepared. It just It's a lot darker than I thought. But my pre-thought was that I was weirdly into the ruins. So I was really excited for another horror book, which I didn't think I would ever say because I don't really like horror. But I just feel like it's been a really long time since we read the last horror book. So I was very interested. Cut to now when I can't force myself to read it because it's it's a lot But we'll get there. We'll talk about it next week. Um, Do you remember what you thought before you read it?
1: I'm beyond excited. Um, I'm very excited that I put it in as the book to read because because it's good shit. (laughs) We'll get into it next week.
0: We sure will. Hopefully I will have uh, read it by then. I mean, I will. We won't be recording if I don't read it, but...
1: I believe in you. I know you will. Yeah, you've got the
0: pressure. I might finish it tonight. Anyway, um, so you have work tomorrow?
1: No, you don't. Nope, I don't. It's all we're doing this.
0: <laughs> I might hey, have girl. to go um do something tomorrow, but it's okay. Um, okay. So, anyway, thank you, friends, for joining us. Um, we are excited to bring you the next book. I feel like I'm actually mildly excited about like all the books that we have coming up. So yeah, I
1: think we took a lot more of our own liberty in picking these next ones.
0: Yeah. And so I'm kind of more excited about the rest of them that are upcoming. Um, So I feel like I'm kind of getting back into the, like, being excited about doing it again. Um, Instead of just like, oh, we have to read all these books we don't like. Um, Cause I feel like in the mm-hmm. beginning, it was a lot. We were like really excited about doing this podcast. And then we we're like, why do all these books suck? And then it was hard. Then. And we got depressed. So. And we got a
1: couple that we liked. And then we've we we're on a good streak for good good books, I think.
0: Well, we were on a good streak. We were on like a good two streak, three streak, maybe. And then we just the secret history really like, kicked us while we were down. We got depressed for a while. So <laughs> we literally after the secret history, we literally didn't do anything for like six months. And we were so depressed. Like everything we were reading, we we're like, it's just making it worse. So anyway, not to make <laughs> it a sob story make everyone feel bad for us if we have any listeners, which So far, we only know of one, but-
1: um, We have at least two. There are people in other countries that are listening.
0: Yeah, but they don't tell us they're listening. Maybe they stopped. But I know of one person who consistently listens. Um, When we posted the last episode, she like texted me immediately and was like, there's another episode. And I was like, okay, you can calm down. Um, (laughs) It's my sister, spoiler alert. But anyway, um, so moving on. Um, if you want to find us on the social, uh, the social medias, we do have those options. We do have a Twitter and it's at th underscore book club pod. I never tweet from it. Don't expect anything. I'm not funny. Um, I don't have the brain capacity for it, but it's there. If you feel like following us to get our numbers boosted. Um, we do have an Instagram (laughs) for the podcast and it's at the hybridians book club. Um, Indy also has a bookstagram and she's pretty active on it and usually has really good quality posts so that's a dirty rotten reader (laughs) (laughs) and i have my own where i don't do anything so it's annie the sullivan if you feel like following me there um you don't have to feel no pressure um and lastly if you want to send us any book suggestions we would really love that or if you have feedback preferably not negative you can uh, email it to us. It's thehybarians.bookclub at gmail.com. And if you do want to send us a book suggestion, we would love it. Just send us a quick synopsis of the book and why you recommend it and what genre you think it falls into. And we will consider covering it in an upcoming episode. Um, do you have anything else to add before we sign off and go to bed? Because we're tired. Mm.
1: The faded remnants of American imperialism is the multitude of army military bases all over the world, Europe, Korea. Why? We've never. When was we were last at war with Europe? In the forties. Why the fuck are we still there? <laughs> anyway, a I really lived in good Germany question that's why I was there. Yeah, and she's stationed in Italy. And I'm sure, in the grand scheme of things, there's a militaristic reason, but. Defend the military
0: also why does america have to get involved in every like kerfuffle in the world yeah. why like, do we
1: just have to insert ourselves into everything it's a white savior complex we don't need it we need to focus on you know the multitude of issues within our own country homelessness mental health problems all the gun violence children social dying injustice dying in schools there's a there's a pandemic right now
0: but you know how they're always like, "Oh yeah, America's like the like the greatest country in the world." Who decided that? Was it America? Because like, did they consult the rest of the world before they said that? No,
1: they did not. One hundred percent. No, America just thinks America's number one.
0: Time for you to go to bed. Okay. Okay, I will <laughs> talk to you later. Fuck.
1: <clears throat> catch you on the flippity flip.
0: Catch you on the flip side. Listen okay. to that song. I will. Okay. All right. Bye. Call
1: the boy and I'll listen. Okay. Oh. Bye.
0: Love you. Bye. bye I love you. <laughs> huh? why should you say? I would like to unsubscribe from this podcast. It's fun to argue about like which Fast and Furious movie is the best. It's not fun to argue about Tokyo Drift. It's always Tokyo Drift, obviously.